I want to go in this podcast. Uh, I want to jump into uh, just Monday morning prayer meeting. It's uh, December the 2nd, uh, 2013. Uh, we had our uh, Sunday service and a custom, uh, you know, I just go in, you know, every Monday morning, generally speaking, after after the uh, service and just sit before the Lord and wait before Him. And and so I, I went to the YMCA chapel and I'm sitting there in my chair and I hear the Lord, you know, internal audible again, but He says, uh, I'm going to kill Adonijah. And I was like, all right, well, this is uh, exciting to have on your Monday morning prayer agenda, Lord. And, and you know, I sort of kind of taken back by that and uh well of course i went to google and i was like who's adonijah and what's this about and so i you know i oftentimes when the word speaks you know he he can speak in these dark sands or parabolically and and so i just you know proverbs 25 2 says the glory of god to conceal a matter it's, it's the glory of a king to search it out and i've I found this relationship with Jesus to be like, well, you're just going to have to search things out with, with him uh, because he's he kind of puts you on like a treasure hunt. So here I go on my treasure hunt uh, with Google, and so I type in Adonijah, and Adonai uh, found out means my master, and Jah means I am, and so I thought, well, all right, you know who is this Adonijah guy? And I'm just going to, you know, without like getting into all the textual aspect, uh, just go over this with you. And hopefully your biblical history can be brought up to date on, on what was happening with Adonijah. And then you can study it for yourself. But Adonijah was the, uh, was number one, he was Solomon's brother. He was Absalom's brother. And he was... You know David's son, and Adonijah at this time when David is coming to the close of his uh, ministry profile and his his kingship is preparing to set up his successor. And as you know, he had set up Solomon to be successor. Uh, and however, uh, Adonijah uh, figures, you know, I guess he wants to be king, and so he's going to uh, make himself king. And in the narrative and story that's arranged about him, uh, he gets Joab, and uh, who is, you know, have been like the general of the army, or you could say like the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, to defect with him, and and he also gets Abathar, who is would be like the chief pastor or the chief priest of the entire nation to get him, uh, and he defects with Adonijah. And Adonijah goes and, you know, they, they throw this party for him because he's going to be king because now he's he's getting some core leadership and, and uh, other people to come around him to celebrate him. And, you know, Solomon gets word about this. And uh, David, of course, uh, you know, they basically really decide, well, you know, because in that day, if a king is threatened like that with, uh, their leaders, you know, they just kill you, and that's that's the way they deal with things. Uh, and so, and they decide, you know, we're not going to kill Adonijah. You know, he's not going to be king, and 
uh, it, it doesn't matter because David has already determined, and, and ultimately God had determined that Solomon is going to be set up in David's stead as a successor. Well, Adonijah makes his fatal move after this, and he decides that he's going to sleep with the Shulamite, uh, I believe it was one of David's concubines. And, and upon making that decision, it infuriates Solomon, and uh, you know he has Adonijah killed. You know later on, Joab's going to be killed, and Benaniah is going to take his place, and then also Abathar is going to be banished to Anathoth uh, to a wilderness environment. And of course, Zadok's going to come on and be the new high priest of Israel under Solomon's reign. Well. So just going back to, you know, here I am doing my own biblical study and narrative and historical study. And I know that you could go into this deeper and more thoroughly, but that's just give you that. And so I'm like, okay, so this guy, Adonijah, his name means my master I am. He's He desires to uh, become king. And apparently David and Solomon and this whole group of, you know, this these group of this succession that's going on, uh, they don't seem to care if if uh, his brother wants to be king or not because they sort of, you know, maybe almost doesn't matter to them. But, you know, the point is is that Adonijah, when he sleeps with the Shulamite, this is where this thing goes south. Now, sitting before the Lord and he says to me, he's like, you know, I don't really, it's not in your best interest, son, nor is it in any other leader's best interest to, to want to be king more than me, you know, to to have a place in your heart where you want to rule, but you want to rule apart from me because he said, you know, this thing is coming to a close, you know, and, and we know that Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And um, he shares with me that, uh, that many people uh, that are in leadership have a desire in them to basically lord over his people and that he's very jealous uh, for his people and uh, and he's not going to have anybody be master and create a master slave kind of relationship with with the the people in the body of Christ or even in in uh, other fields of leadership education uh, governmental fields and all the different fields that you know he's not going to have it and and so i uh i said uh he and then he says to me he said I'm not going to have it from you either and I said, oh, Lord, you know, I just repent. You know, I what else am I going to do? I don't even know what's in my heart and what I'm capable of. And, and this was his thing. He's like, I don't really care that someone is trying to be king, but i tell you what I'm not going to put up with. And he said, and that's someone who's trying to master uh, my people, the, the Shulamite, the remnant, or his his." Uh, uh, the bride of Christ. He's, you know, I'm not going to have that, and I'll take leaders out of the picture if that's going to be their mechanism. And I'm just not going to put up with it. And so, uh, in the middle of all this, you know, I'm I'm looking up in my, I'm looking looking this up, and I come across uh, this poem by Wer- uh, William Ernest uh, Henley, and the the name of the poem is in uh, Invictus. And in the poem, uh, he, he says this, and I'm, I'm just going to read this to you. Out of the night that covers me, 
Black as the pit from pole to pole. I think whatever God's may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch and circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud under the bludgeonings of chance. My head is bloody but unbowed. <laughs> Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And I'm like, wow, this guy, he's got a pride issue. And uh, and so the Lord, you know, when I look up Invictus and I find this poem that's written, uh, you know, uh, in 1875 and it was published in 1888 uh, in the book of verses on, on a section called Life and Death, I sort of taken back by it, and, and then I'm reminded of a film that had uh, come out in uh, earlier on in 2009 called Invictus, uh, just directed by Clint Eastwood, and it was a story uh, after a 27-year imprisonment and the election of the president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela, uh, who had a task that he had faced to to take a, a country that had been divided by race and and bring it back uh, together. Well, you know, for me, you know, Mandela, you know, was a national hero, and I didn't know that much about him. And I mean, it's clear, it's clear, clearly, the word says to me that Mandela was likened unto an Adonijah in our generation. That, and because of what he had done uh, against Israel and against uh, the worst people. The Lord was going to uh, kill him, and I'm I, and and the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and I and I say this because it really, really has marked our the ministry uh, that we've been called to. Because this was a real defining moment for me, and it's one of the reasons why I want to share it is, you know, it's going to be three days later on the fifth of December, twenty thirteen, and Mandela uh, is dead. And and the Lord tells me why I'm I'm going through a couple of other things with the with the MZ Hop and I, I you know uh, and I'm I'm just trying to work through some issues and that are happening in our ministry. There's been a lot of undermining going on in our leadership with uh, different people. Our congregation is really going through some really difficult places and. Uh, uh, or, or we're just being attacked from every angle and really in a place of struggle. And I, I say, so, so Lord, you're saying, you know, you're going to, you're going to kill, kill Mandela. And he says, yes, and I'm going to do it because, and I want you to know something. You need a global sign to hold this global move because you're going to want to quit. And uh, because of the pressures that are going to come on you in uh, days and years to come. And he said, and I'm going to, you know, I want to share with you your mandate right now. And the Lord says uh, to me, he said, I want to, you know, hand you your vision. He says, and so that you'll know that this vision is real to me, you will see that Mandela will die. And this is what he said to me. And it's, you know, and I, we're. Here we are in the beginning of 2019 recording this Galactic Progeny podcast, and he says, a pioneer for a glorified body. 
And he said, and, and this will be a confirming thing to you that you will know that surely I have spoken to you today on a Monday morning in a YMC chapel, uh, CA chapel room. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to, I'm talking to you, uh, son. And, um, man, when Thursday came and Mandela's dead, I'm like, okay, Lord, you have my attention. Uh, you know, I'm like, the first thing that went through my mind was, you're going to use human agency to pioneer for a glorified body. You know, I'm, honestly, I just kind of thought that that was just sort of written into the deal. I, I mean, like, you know, the blood's paid for this. The blood the blood that is on, you shed on the cross, the blood that was applied at the mercy seat has paid for for this and it, it's sort of like we're just on um, cruise control you know we're just saying yes to Jesus following you Lord and and uh, this thing's done but he's like no uh, this is going to be a pioneering movement and uh, and I want you to be a part of, of that and I so I don't know if in that moment but you know in some of our earlier episodes and there's you know going to be approximately 25 of these encounters with the Lord to set this movement up I go back to that episode you know uh, when met the Holy Spirit outside the church and he says go forth and show my love into Kunalam and you know some of the connections starting to connect you know wait a minute Kunalam means the restoration of all things and we'll connect to Acts 3.21 later that Jesus is retained in the heavens until the restoration of all things. And seeing that you're saying, you know, you know, in twenty oh nine, receiving the map of the galactic progeny and realizing these twelve phases that would glorify man or a map to the human soul, uh, to bring about this last awakening that would um, literally that we'd meet the word in the air. And so, you know, these pieces start to fit together a little bit, you know, like oh, you're setting a vision in place here and you're given a global sign for a global work uh, because you're going to, uh, you know, glorify the remnant. And uh, I can't, you know, I, I just have to say that even up to this day that I'm still, uh, you know, shaken by that and surprised, uh, um, you know, honored, uh, um, humbled, um to that and, and so much of again these encounters that we're going through they're just to lay a, a you know a foundation uh, to just say hey this is this is going to happen uh, guys uh, another thing I didn't know that meant what kind of man Mandela was uh, you know he wrote a book how to be a good communist uh, he had set on fire his own race uh, and and uh, they put tires around them and set them on fire. Uh, he he. The reason why he was in prison it was because not so much about apartheid, which it it was about that, but it was mo- more because he was committing acts of terrorism against his own people. And uh, you know, and maybe this doesn't matter to other people, but I mean, even his prison number had six 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 in it, and he just. He was promoting uh, the breaking of covenant concerning abortion, breaking covenant concerning homosexuality. He's, uh, was, you know, it's just a covenant breaker. And um, and so this whole, 
the thing looks like it's just this, this wonderful guy. And, uh, you know, it's not that, I, and I believe the Lord is very redemptive. And, I, you know, hopefully you get that from these podcasts that he's very redemptive and great in mercy. And, I mean, honestly, I hope Mandela gave his heart to the Lord, that the Lord saved him before he passed. I, I That's all I could ever uh, want for any soul. And so, um, but really got shook up in that encounter. And, you know, as we go through the podcast, I'm going to we'll share with you a, a bunch more as we're laying out this. As my brother said to me, it's, this is sort of like an autobiography, Carol, and, uh, of encounters. But I, I think it's more than just that. This is, you know, about a movement that the Word is uh, working out uh, before He returns. So, well, I mean, I think... Uh, that that's enough of that, you know, that's a day. And, uh, you know, I challenge you, hey, get into your Bible and, you know, look at succession because uh, there there's a succession uh, that the Father has ordained in the Son. He's coming back to rule and reign. And, I mean, this is, I was telling my dad this last week, I cannot think of anything greater in life than to be like completely given over to this king, Jesus. I mean, I wouldn't mess around with him. Uh, he is the most lovely, kind person, but he is also very much wanting to lay this beautiful work to our Father. And I I just hope that you, you will be encouraged by this podcast. It'll hopefully it'll help maybe connect some dots for you and that you'll be encouraged in this the last great uh, move uh, for awakening and you know, the structure that God the Father intends by the blood of Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit to bring about on the earth. Uh, let's, let's just close in prayer. Jesus, we give you honor, glory, praise that you're due with a glad and happy heart filled with joy. Uh, you are going to receive the reward of your suffering. Everything that you've been through, Lord, is men is going to come to pass. You're going to get your high priestly prayer answered. The Father, make them one as we are one. You're going to get what you want. The Father is making sure of it. Lord, we just thank you for what you've done for us. And we pray that you give us the courage, the nobility of courage, uh, the security of knowing that all we need is you to uh, go all the way uh, until we meet you. You are
Declare, reflect in the sky, and our 